Do you love a good cigar? I do. That's why I love my Patriot cigars. These are the highest quality long-leaf Nicaraguan tobacco cigars, and believe me, the price is right. So go to MyPatriotCigars.com and use promo code STONE for 25% off. Free shipping on orders over $100. Go to MyPatriotCigars.com and use promo code STONE. Premium smoke for freedom-loving patriots. The Stone Zone with legendary Republican strategist and political icon and pundit Roger Stone. Stone has served as a senior campaign aide to three Republican presidents. He is a New York Times bestselling author and a longtime friend and advisor of President Donald Roger Trump. Stone. As an outspoken libertarian, Stone has appeared on thousands of broadcasts, spoken at countless venues, and lectured before the prestigious Oxford Political Union and the Cambridge Union Society. Due to his four-plus decades in the political and cultural arena, Stone has become a pop culture icon. And now, here's your host, Roger Stone. Welcome. I'm Roger Stone. And yes, you are back in the Stone Zone. If you are one of those Americans who is experiencing the widespread cell phone tower outage across the country, well, I feel badly for you, and hopefully your service will return shortly. We have one of our most exciting shows today. Our guests are Danny Williams, who is without any question the biological son of President William Jefferson Clinton and Bobby Ann Williams. We also have documentary filmmaker Joel Gilbert, who made a powerful documentary entitled Banished, The Danny Williams Story. If you don't know about Danny Williams, uh, well, we're going to show you this trailer for the powerful film. I have no doubt that I am Bill Clinton's son. It was common knowledge. Everyone in Arkansas knew. Everywhere I went, they pointed, there's Bill Clinton's son right there. He looked like him, don't he? The ears, the mouth, the chin, the teeth, the eyes, the nose. I see him in me. You can see a black Bill Clinton. When I brush my hair, I, I can see Bill Clinton with waves in his head. <laughs> I always felt bad about him not wanting to be in my life. Was it because I was black? Was it something wrong with me? Why he don't want to be a part of me? It made me think of even sometimes suicide. It's not fair, and it has been hurtful. That he still refused to acknowledge me. Well, time was very hard, and my mom was a working girl on the streets. She was heavy on drugs. My name is Lucy Abolton. My sister called me and we was standing with his mother. She's a prostitute and she, you know, hung around on the streets on 17th of Maine. She met him on the streets. I was told that she was with him on 13 occasions. Well, like, you don't know about five or six months after, you know, he had dated and everything. She said she was pregnant. My mom went to prison and lost custody of us. My Aunt Lucille stepped up and gained guardianship of us. She raised us in Little Arkansas. At the time, we was from group home to house to house. My Aunt Lucille wanted to have a father in my life. As a small child, she took me to the governor mansion. There was a car coming at the front gate, right? And the gate swings open. <laughs> I ran up in there and ran behind the gate, okay? She was trying to get him to accept me and notice me. When I got to the door, I asked her, and the door was slammed in my face. Slammed the door in her face. This is Bill's son. He had the black son out here. And these little guys came to my side of the place. Hillary, she had guys chase him off the property. And I went to find him, Dr. King. He got the I read history. Basically, goes back to slave owners. When they have a child with one of their slaves, and the wife tried to have him banished off the plantation. What century is this? It just wasn't right. Every child in this state is somebody 
because we're going to give them every chance we can. And honestly, we were needing child support at the time. My mom was in prison. We was poor, okay? We had nothing. Who going to listen to us, really? My industry was working at a gas station. We have no money to pay lawyers. They just shut us up. My mom told me on a few occasions when she was straightened. She didn't talk to leave them alone because we don't come up missing. She was also pushed out a two-story window where she got a metal plate in her foot. To this day, she still feels scared of speaking. And they were trying to get information that Bobby Williams for so they can give her, you know, I guess some push money. In fact, my mother did receive seven $100 bills a month in the mailbox even presents on Christmas that was delivered to my home by state troopers. So I felt he was trying to be a part of my life. And then when he became president, everything stopped. In 1995, when my father was president of the United States, the state of Arkansas put us in foster care. I lived in foster homes. It made me feel horrible because I know his child, Chelsea, was well taken care of and we was house to house, hungry at nights. And to know that my father was the president, it hurts. Try to imagine that your own father refused to love you, refused to say that you exist. Knowing who my father was and that he was so close yet so far away made my pain unbearable. Growing up in Little Rock School District System, it was difficulties because you got gang members, drug activities at the schools. And I wanted more to life. I didn't want end up dead in the streets for nothing. Moving from home to home, not having a stable place to go. It came to a point in high school where I had to drop out to take care of my little sisters and brothers and make sure they were stable and able to go to school every day. I got a job full time at a donut shop my 11th grade year to support my sisters and brothers. If I had the loving support of my father that stayed on me, made sure I had the best education, I feel I would have had a better life. In 1999, they tried to sweep me under the rug with Bill Clinton's friend publishing this phony DNA test. It never was a DNA test. Roger Altman. Roger is a longtime friend of mine. Just think about it. It was published in a tabloid owned by a donor of Bill Clinton. Even to this day, Megyn Kelly, Howard Kirk. They continue to quote this bogus DNA test and it really hurts. I would love to see the DNA test done. Several times I tried to reach out to the Clintons. People say all the time, you're gonna get yourself killed dealing with the Clintons. I wrote letters to his library. I wrote letters to addresses I got off the internet. Even emailed them from Facebook on his Facebook pages. I never got any response back. Once in Little Rock, Arkansas, I visited the Clinton Library. I wanted to see how it felt to be in his presence, and he was speaking. But by the time we made it there, it was, he was already gone. We took a tour through the library, and just to see all the things he'd done in the world, helping other kids in Haiti and you know all the other places, it, it just saddened me, because I never received any help from him. Hillary started running for president. She visited Little Rock at one of her campaign stops. I put myself right in front of the podium where she spoke. She was looking right at me. Eye contact. In my heart, I was thinking she knew who I was. I met with a small group of the Black Lives Matter activists. It made me wonder if she sees Black Lives Matter, why I don't matter to her. And I just felt for them. I was going to introduce myself as Danny Williams her husband's son, and her stepson. You know, I am a new grandmother, in case you haven't heard. I had millions of questions to ask, you know, why? We're gonna do everything we can to make sure she has every opportunity. As Soon as she spoke, she got out of there. I didn't get to talk to my stepmom. I could never imagine having a child and not acknowledge him. I know how it feels to not have a parent in your life. I work construction. I am a person of faith. I take my kids to church every Sunday. I teach my sons how to keep bad language out your mouth, how to speak properly with yes sir and yes ma'am. 
Recently, I've been telling my kids that their grandfather was the president of the United States. And they amazed by it. They're like, no, you know, is it for real? And I tell them, yes, you know, that is my father. And I'm going to make sure you get to meet him one day. Hillary, please do not deny I exist. I am your stepson. Chelsea is my sister. And Bill is my father. Super predators. We have to bring them to heal. I feel bad when Hillary called black people super predators and that we need to be brought to heal. I'm black. I'm real. I am her stepson, and I deserve the love that she has given Chelsea. We hear my stepmother tells the nation every day we're stronger together. They know who I am, and I know who I am. I have to meet my father. I have to know that he's willing to, to even accept me. I have to know that he... I mean, I don't know. Like any child, I want to know my dad and I want him to know me. I'm his only son in the world, and he's my only dad. We have to come together. We have to. If black lives truly matter to you, please contact me. Danny Williams is most definitely the biological son of William Jefferson Clinton. Here to help me talk about it is my co-host, Troy Smith. Roger, that was a heartbreaking trailer to watch. And just to know that this young man has had to go through his life without um, the love and support of his father and having to look, you know, as a kind of, uh, of a spectator of his own life is, is tragic. It's really sad. All right. Uh, joining us now uh, is uh, my friend Danny Williams, also documentary filmmaker Joel Gilbert. Let's see if we can all squeeze in here. Hey, how you doing? Danny Williams, it's so good to see you after these many years. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. How you been, Mr. Roger? I've, I've been okay. I've been through a few things, as you know, but uh, I've often wondered about you and your family late night. So, more importantly, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm continuing, you know, take care of my family. Uh, folks, Danny Williams is a good man. As he said in that film, he is a God-fearing man. He is a hard-working man. He's an honest man. Uh, when I first came across his story and began to deeply research it, I flew to Arkansas to meet him. Well, I wanted to be sure. I spoke to his aunt, Lucille Bolton. Uh, I was absolutely convinced that everything he ever told me was true. Uh, the effort to suppress his truth uh, has never really stopped. Uh, Danny got some of the attention that his story believe, uh, deserved prior to the 2016 uh, election. Uh, but the most important thing here, I think, is this has never been about money. Danny Williams oh. was told uh, as a younger man that he couldn't bring a legal action because he had to do so before he was 18. That was inaccurate. But Danny, this isn't even remotely about money, is it? No, no, it's not about money. I mean, I just want to know. I never spoke anything bad about him or nothing. I just asked for a DNA test. How can that be about money? I mean, every child in America should be able to you know, know who their father, their parents are, so. Over one million Americans saw uh, Joel Gilbert's powerful documentary uh, in the run-up to the 2015, 2016 election. Uh, but it's uh, it's not just a question of Danny's word of the, or the word of his mother, the word uh, of his Aunt Lucille. Uh, as we pointed out, I don't think the villain in the story is Bill Clinton. In fact, as you say in the film, Bill Clinton had Arkansas state troopers provide for you, send money yeah. to your Christmas home. Presents. Presents. Yeah. yeah, it's correct. I mean, it's no secret in Arkansas. Um, it's no secret around the world now. That's why I'm here to tell my story. So. I'm trying to put out my book soon, hopefully by the summer. I'm working with a little team, get my book out. So, you know, stay tuned. I mean, I'm not going to stop. 
he may not acknowledge me, but I'm gonna keep acknowledging myself. So, I I think that is vitally important. Uh, the extent to which some uh, in the media and the Clinton circle have gone to try to conceal the story is amazing. As it is pointed right. out, the stock, mm -hmm. which was a tabloid owned by a major donor to Bill Clinton and whose chief lawyer was a Clinton attorney, David Kendall, took allegedly took uh, a DNA sample that was gleaned from the blue dress of Monica Lewinsky and mm -hmm. published the results of which, the analysis Roger of which was partially, like partially published in special counsel like David Starr's report. The like star claimed that they had they used like that analysis uh, to conclude that Danny Williams was not Bill's son. Here's the problem with that. Uh, in order to determine paternity, there are two different DNA tests that have to be completed. Uh, although Mr. Starr's report says that both tests were concluded on the famous blue dress, his final report only included the results of one of those tests. There also is no record of the special counsel having provided any DNA material to the globe for uh, independent testing. So when the, pardon me, the star, when the star reported that the analysis showed that Danny was not Bill's son, uh, that wasn't true because they didn't have enough scientific data to reach that conclusion. Even if they right. did have that test, it wouldn't have been sufficient to prove whether Danny was or was not Bill's son. Let's look at the way the UK Daily Mail handled this. And in a DailyMail.com exclusive, Bill Clinton's self-proclaimed love child says the former president is guilty of hypocrisy. 32-year-old Danny Williams has long claimed he is the son of his mother, Bobby Ann, a former prostitute, and Clinton, who she met in Little Rock, Arkansas in 1984. Williams has repeatedly begged Clinton to publicly acknowledge him as his son. So earlier this week, he posted a picture of Clinton in his statement on the immigration crisis where he says he was thinking of the thousands of children separated from their parents at the border. Well, Williams quickly reacted and tweeted out, how can Bill Clinton have the compassion to care so much about the immigrant children being separated from their families but lack the compassion to care for his own son he abandoned? Clinton has yet to respond to any of Williams' messages, but a DNA test did prove that he is not the father. Williams claims that that is a false report, though. Freddie Williams, thanks. Uh, there it is, Danny. You nailed it. There never has been uh, a legitimate, uh, authentic DNA test. But never there's still today. So uh, there's more than enough evidence that you are exactly who you say you are. Danny, let me ask you: How are your kids? How's your family doing? Oh, my kids are growing. They are very smart, and I mean, they're getting up at age where they, you know, finna take on college themselves. So, I mean, my family good. My Aunt Lucia, she, she just passed, you know, rest in peace to my Aunt Lucia. But like I say, I'm, I'm a man of my own children, so I'm trying to continue to stay on each track, like being a father and figuring out who my father is, so... It's difficult, but we are human, so I'm going to keep pushing. Well, we continue to pray for you. Joel, talk to us about the impact uh, of this amazing uh, documentary. Yeah, this uh, film did come out in 2016, and it was a good opportunity for Danny to try to get the Clintons' attention because the uh, media was picking up on the fact that Hillary was running for president. And it was actually seen by 50 million Americans. You mentioned a million earlier. That might have been only on, uh, you know, one platform, but it was uh, the number one video on Facebook. Every media outlet covered it or tried to mock it, like Trevor Noah, and uh, all the media commentators covered it because it was so well seen. And uh, I think black Americans did pick up on this, and it was uh, emblematic of the attitude of the Democrat Party toward black Americans. They say one thing, you saw Hillary in the in the movie talk about, well, Black Lives Matter, and we're so compassionate, but in the reality, uh, they don't do anything, and they don't, they don't care about uh, the black community, not even their own son. 
So uh, I think it had a huge impact because it opened the eyes, especially in the minority community, about what Hillary Clinton really thought about uh, the black community and black kids if she would not even acknowledge her own stepson. Uh, one of the things, uh, one of the parts of this story that I find very interesting is that a very prominent Arkansas-based pastor named Say McIntosh uh, began to ask public questions about Danny. He met Danny. He saw Danny. He knew Danny was exactly who he said he was. When you spend any time with Danny, he sounds like his dad. He moves like his dad. He's got the charm of his dad. Uh, there is no question. Uh, and then McIntosh uh, was pretty loud. Then McIntosh's son, Tommy McIntosh, who had been convicted in a drug-related offense and was facing uh, a, an 18-year-old prison sentence, uh, was suddenly quietly pardoned uh, right after Bill Clinton was elected president. Uh, and the acting governor, who was the president of the state senate, before Jim Guy Tucker was sworn in as Bill's successor, quietly pardoned Say McIntosh's son. Whereupon Say McIntosh, who's on the record in numerous places of saying that Danny Williams is definitely Bill's son, went silent. Uh, it is uh, amazing the extent to which the media went to try to bury this story because we wanted all Americans to be able to judge for themselves, uh, an extraordinarily powerful rap video was made. Let's roll that. Ah, man. <laughs> they don't want you to know this here. She don't want you to know this. The Arcaders. Say the name. Uh, let's go. Hillary, Hillary, Hillary. Yeah. You thought that we never know. Huh? The people finding out the real secrets that you've been keeping on the low. Danny Williams, Danny Williams. Huh? Let's talk about Danny Williams, Danny Williams, Danny Williams. Yeah. Let's talk about Danny Williams. Yeah. Hillary say that she for the people, worth 111 million. Yeah. But Bill Clinton had a son with a black woman. His name was Danny Williams. I bet she denied it. Yeah. She living a lie. She living high. Why Danny? He just getting by. Getting by. Struggle to survive. Tell me why you lie on it. Only speaking the truth when it benefits. You don't claim it because he illegitimate. You say black lives matter. We don't believe you, Hillary. Not even a little bit. That's facts, really. That's facts. He was born in the 80s, way back, out in Arkansas. Huh? Why you not involved? Why you made no contact? You a hypocrite. We already know. Had to keep a secret just to get a vote. This your family, not politics. All that Danny wants is the acknowledgement. Hillary, Hillary, I can't. See you running the country that I'm in. Mm, oh my God. Why you always lying? <laughs> Hillary, Hillary, Hillary. Yeah. You thought that we never know. The people finding out the real secrets that you been keeping on the low. Danny Williams, Danny Williams. Yeah. Let's talk about Danny Williams. Let's talk Danny about Williams. It. Danny Williams. Let's talk, yeah. about Let's talk about Danny Williams. Uh, how foolish can you be? You are not fooling me. Uh -uh. You will have to come correct or you're gonna make the people upset. How can you neglect? That was kind of me. Trying to be Miss Future President. Yeah. Falsify, you do nothing but. Trying to save face for the cover up. Got a lot of nerve what you done. Then you wanna talk about Donald Trump. Handling your business, you just a mess, huh? Need to show attention to your stepson. Where you at? Why you living lavish in a mansion? Danny trying to feed your grandson. The son that your husband abandoned. Gotta think about it. Think about it. That was real messed up. Trust, you can ask anybody. He ain't looking for a pity party. He just wish you ain't forget about it. So if you think she's a joke, I need all y'all to raise your hand to the ceiling. But if she wanna make this right, then she better scream out the name Daddy Williams. Hillary, Hillary, Hillary. You thought that we never know. The people finding out the real secrets that you been keeping on the low. Danny Williams, Danny Williams. Let's talk about Danny Williams. Danny Williams, Danny Williams. Let's talk about Danny Williams. Great, uh, great video there. I'll tell you an interesting story, Roger. Uh, after the election, uh, I found out that in the state of Arkansas that a paternity test is required by law. Anyone who asks for a paternity test gets one. So I tried to call some attorneys in Little Rock and in Arkansas to help Danny out just to take his case. 
And every one of them said they couldn't take it because the Clintons were so powerful in Arkansas. Now, this is, you know, 2017. One attorney was a Republican, and he said, yes, I'll help you out. I'll represent Danny. I'll make some calls and get back to you. He called me back a week later absolutely terrified. He said, I can't take the case. I can't take the case. I'm so sorry. So the Clintons uh, have an incredible amount of power uh, and um, ability for years to this day in Arkansas to, uh, to control the legal system. And that's what Danny's run into all these years. Uh, Danny, I'm very happy to hear that you're writing a book. Uh, I just want you to know you have an open invitation to come back when your book is ready, and we will. Yes, yes. Get I, I'm trying to have it. I'm trying to have it by the summer. I mean, it's more detail on my life and how I was raised up in Arkansas, within you know all of what was going on and how rough it was, and you know, just trying to reach out and. You know, because it's other kids going through this with, without even knowing they father or whatever. So, like I say, yeah, I'm going to try to get this book out by the summer. Thanks to, you know, Global, uh, go to Global TV, you know what I'm saying, helping me with my book. So, yeah, I'm going to try to have it by the summer. That's excellent. Uh, you can find Danny Williams on uh, X, formerly known as Twitter. Uh, it's important to remember that his last, his first name is spelled D-A-N-N-E-Y. E-Y. Underscore Williams. At gmail.com. Danny D-A-N-N-E-Y underscore Williams. He is a great man. He's a good man. He's in this for all the right reasons. Who would not want to know who their father is? This has nothing whatsoever to do with money. I'm convinced that my book, the Clinton's War on Women, which will tell you everything you need to know about Andy <laughs> Williams, probably one of the reasons why I was targeted in the Mueller witch hunt. Every single one of the prosecutors in my case had yes, formerly sir. worked for Bill uh, for Hillary Clinton. Uh, let's put that book a cover up, if we may. There it is, The Clinton's War on Women. Uh, excellent appendix. Uh, on uh, Danny Williams, an entire, uh, pretty much a chapter that tells you the truth about his story. Uh, let's show folks where they can get that book if they are interested in Danny's story. There it is. Uh, we have it up as the Epstein Truth book uh, because this is also the first book published in the United States uh, that tells you the full story of Jeffrey Epstein and his relationship with the Clintons. So uh, you can go directly to EpsteinTruthBook.com or if you want, you can go to StoneZone.com. You see it right there on the screen, StoneZone.com uh, and order the book there. Uh, again, the full detailed, fully documented story of my friend, Danny Williams. Danny, it is great to see you. It's great to hear that you're doing well. You have a friend here in the Stone Zone. And when you're ready with your book, we will help you as much as we possibly can to get great, the truth great. out. Great. I'll be I'll be contacting you soon. Hopefully, hopefully I can get it out. Hope we're, we're, we're getting it out by this summer. So, yes, sir. Thank you so much, Mr. Stone. I want you to take Danny out for lunch, and I want you to buy him a sumptuous lunch. A sumptuous <laughs> lunch. <laughs> Danny, enjoy your time in Los Angeles. God bless both you guys, and thank you so much for coming God in. God bless you. Thank you, too, Stone. Thank you. Honor to meet you, Danny. Honor to meet you, too. Thank Danny you. Danny Williams is a, a good man, Troy. Uh, he's, uh, you know, he is, uh, he's been dogged in his efforts to simply meet and be acknowledged by his own father. Uh, I am convinced, and I think this is reflected in my book, that... Uh, this has never been about money, but I don't think Bill Clinton is the villain here. Uh, I honestly think that uh, we know, I document, having interviewed multiple Arkansas state troopers, most of whom have now passed on, uh, that on a monthly basis, uh, there was about $7,000 being delivered to the home where, where, uh, where initially Bobby Ann Williams lived with her son, and then after after she was incarcerated, uh, Lucille Bolton, uh, his aunt, uh, became uh, his 
uh, his uh, conservator. Lucille Bolton was an upright, church-going woman, a very, very fine woman. I talked to her quite a bit. There was an incident in which she actually took the infant Danny uh, to the governor's mansion, managed to, to slide inside the gates when they were open to let out a car, knocked on the door demanding to see Hillary, who sent her away. Uh, it, it is uh, what Joel Gilbert said is absolutely true, meaning uh, there was a great danger to Danny Williams for stepping forward and having the courage to tell his story. So again, folks, if this story interests you and you want to see all the documentation, uh, you can go to uh, my book, uh, The Clinton's War on Women. Uh, it is uh, not only is there a long appendix about it, uh, but there's essentially an entire chapter uh, about this sordid tale. Uh, I'm looking forward to Danny publishing his own book. And again, to buy that book, you can go to the Stone Zone. You see it right there on the screen, stonezone.com and go uh, to the store. Um, it is a, a fascinating read, probably got me criminally prosecuted. Uh, if you didn't see it, uh, Troy, because you were off yesterday, um, there is now a broad public discussion uh, of the uh, uh, contest, I guess you would call it, uh, to become Donald Trump's running mate. Now, this is important, uh, quite obviously, because uh, Donald Trump, while he's not as old as Joe Biden, and as while he is clearly uh, in excellent mental and physical health, uh, he took a cognitive test when he was president. For some odd reason, Joe Biden refuses to take a cognitive test. Uh, but it, it's important, obviously, that whoever the president selects uh, to be uh, his vice president is someone who from day one is fully qualified uh, to do the job. That means someone who of experience, someone of temperament, uh, someone uh, with judgment. And then uh, it is important that he choose someone who is fully committed to the America First agenda, to a reform agenda. See, in the old days in American politics, they used to engage in ticket balancing, meaning uh, if the candidate for, public, for president was from the more conservative wing of the party, well, then some thought it was better to have a running mate from the more establishment, or in those days, moderate wing of the party. But that was at a time when both political parties had wings. There was a day in America where the Republican Party had a conservative wing and a liberal wing. Barry Goldwater and Ronald Reagan on the right, Nelson Rockefeller and William Scranton and George Romney, Mitt Romney's father, on the left. There was a time in America where the Democratic Party had a left wing uh, and a right wing, a, a liberal wing and a conservative wing. Uh, for example, Adlai Stevenson uh, and uh, Eleanor Roosevelt on the left uh, and John Sparkman uh, and uh, uh, Richard Russell, for example, the senator from Georgia uh, on the right. What's happened in the meantime is a realignment of our politics. Uh, the Republican Party is now the conservative party. Uh, the Democratic Party isn't even the liberal party anymore. Now it is the radical progressive party. So uh, two things I would note. Uh, I think that the, the Trump criteria are, as I just laid them out, he needs a person fully qualified so that if, God forbid, for whatever reason, uh, Donald Trump was unable to fulfill his responsibilities, that person could step right into the job. But the pursuing of the America First agenda would be uninterrupted. Uh, and then, and only then, do you think, do I think we have to look at the political considerations? Now, uh, in the town hall in South Carolina, conducted by Laura Ingram, in which I think Trump was particularly effective, particularly on his game, physically looked great, physically looked energetic, uh, always entertaining. 
it's important to note that the list of vice presidential candidates put forward was not put forward by Donald Trump himself, but was put forward by Laura Ingram. Uh, she listed uh, South Dakota Governor Christy Nome. She mentioned uh, South Carolina Senator Tim Scott. She mentioned Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. There you see Tim Scott. Uh, she uh, mentioned Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, which is, of course, not possible because, as we said yesterday, the Electoral College rules essentially prohibit the selection of two individuals who are legal residents of the same state uh, from being president and vice president, lest, uh, should they carry the state, uh, they would have to forfeit the electoral college votes of that state. Uh, that, to me, also eliminates another great potential candidate, Byron Donalds. Byron Donalds is a very good man. He's a fighter. He's a true believer in the America First agenda but he's a Floridian. Now, some people have said, well, that rule's not, doesn't hold anymore. That rule's not, no longer in place. That's incorrect. Uh, so the state residence is very much an issue. Uh, I don't think, this is my own personal opinion, I don't think President Trump would ever, any, under any circumstances, choose Ron DeSantis anyway, given his record of treachery, uh, and his status as a backstabbing weasel. Uh, but nonetheless, I think he would be uh, he would be prohibited by the rules of the Electoral College. Rounding out this list, uh, Vivek Ramaswamy, who has definitely emerged uh, as an impressive national figure and as a very, very articulate and effective critic of the deep state. Uh, also, uh, South Dakota Governor Christy Nome, uh, who uh, is a, has an excellent record as governor, but would merely bring you the votes of a state that I frankly think Trump will already carry without her. Uh, and then there was the candidate that I find most intriguing. That would be former Democratic Congresswoman, now an independent, Tulsi Gabbard. Now, uh, I've taken a little bit of guff for this. I want to be very clear. I haven't endorsed any candidate for vice president. That's a decision for Donald J. Trump and Donald J. Trump alone. Uh, but uh, I'm intrigued uh, by the idea of Gabbard, and here is why. Take a look uh, at this video, Troy, uh, and then we'll get your reaction of former Hawaii congresswoman, former Democrat, now an independent, Tulsi Gabbard going head-to-head -head, uh, with uh, Kamala Harris in the presidential debates in 2016. There's a little opening here with Janine Pirro, uh, but then you've got to watch this. Ingram interviewed uh, former President Donald Trump and talked about a short list for VP that uh, apparently you were on. And the president commented that uh, there was a big presence for you in South Carolina. So uh, it's just you and me talking now, Tulsi. Uh, it's just us. Just, had, us just us girls. Yeah. Have you had conversations <laughs> with the former president regarding your possibly being on that list? Uh, I've not had conversations with him about being on the list of people he's considering uh, for being VP. Of course, I'd be honored to be asked to serve in that capacity. But just between us girls, I've taken on Kamala Harris on a debate stage before. I would look forward to doing that again. Ooh, I'd be in the audience for that. I want to bring the conversation back to the broken criminal justice system that is disproportionately negatively impacting black and brown people all across this country today. Now, Senator Harris says she's proud of her record as a prosecutor and that she'll be a prosecutor president, but I'm deeply concerned about this record. There are too many examples to cite, but she put over 1,500 people in jail for marijuana violations and then laughed about it when she was asked if she ever smoked marijuana. She blocked evidence. She blocked evidence that would have freed an innocent man from death row until the courts forced her to do so. She kept people in prison beyond their sentences to use them as cheap labor for the state of California. And she fought to keep cash you, bail system in place that impacts poor people in the worst kind of way. Thank you, Congresswoman. Uh, Senator Harris, your response. 
As the elected Attorney General of California, I did the work of significantly reforming the criminal justice system of a state of 40 million people, which became a national model for the work that needs to be done. And I am proud of that work. And I am proud of making a decision to not just give fancy speeches or be in a legislative body and give speeches on the floor, but actually doing the work of being in the position to use the power that I had to reform a system that is badly in need of reform. That is why we created initiatives that were about re-entering former offenders and getting them counseling. The bottom line is, Senator Harris, when you were in a position to make a difference and an impact in these people's lives, you did not. And worse yet, in the case of those who were on death row, innocent people. You actually blocked evidence from being revealed that would have freed them until you were forced to do so. There is no excuse for that. And the people who suffered under your reign as prosecutor, oh, you owe them an apology. Our Democratic Party, unfortunately, is not the party that is of, by, and for the people. It's a, it is a party that has been and continues to be influenced by the foreign policy establishment in Washington, represented by Hillary Clinton and others' foreign policy, by the military-industrial complex and other greedy corporate interests. Senator Harris, any response? Oh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I think that um, it, it's unfortunate that we have someone on the stage who is attempting to be the Democratic nominee for President of the United States, who during the Obama administration spent four years full-time on Fox News criticizing President Obama, That's who ridiculous. has spent full-time full criticizing people on this stage as affiliated with the Democratic Party. When Donald Trump was elected, not even sworn in, buddied up to Steve Bannon to get a meeting with Donald Trump in the Trump Tower, fails to call a war criminal by what he is as a war criminal, and then spends full time during the course of this campaign, again, criticizing the Democratic Party. What we need on the stage on, in November is someone who has the ability to win. And by that, we need someone on that stage who has the ability to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with Donald Trump and someone who has the ability to rebuild the Obama coalition and bring the party and the nation together. I believe I am that candidate. Thank you, Senator. Um, Congress, yes. Congresswoman Gabbard, I'll give you a chance well, to respond. What Senator Harris is doing is unfortunately continuing to traffic in lies and smears and innuendos because she cannot challenge the substance of the argument that I'm making, the leadership and the change that I'm seeking to bring in our foreign policy. Uh, very, very powerful. Troy, tell us your thinking. Well, Roger, you know, you look at Tulsi Gabbard and you, you examine kind of her career and where she's been at. And we talked about this earlier. I think that a woman as a vice president would help Trump. I think it helps him in a lot of areas where he's, um, you know, maybe has a little uh, a bit of an issue. And you look at 2020. And I think, you know, I'm interested to hear your thoughts on that, too, just the idea of selecting a woman um, as vice president. Uh, but as far as policy goes and, and command and, and somebody who's clear spoken, you know, you said something that I always keep in my mind um, when it comes to vice president. You want to pick somebody that isn't necessarily going to help you, but isn't going to hurt you. I think Tulsi is a professional. I think that she is interesting in that she might bring people to the ticket and, and to vote for the ticket that would not have um, uh, before. Uh, and, and second of all, it's kind of a unity ticket. And I wanted to ask you, Roger, you know, what are your thoughts about a unity ticket? Because you, as you pointed out, we've kind of gone away from the idea of splitting a ticket between different uh, groups or anything like that. And, and I'm interested, do you think that that will have play to the voters in, in, in this country today? Uh, to tell you the truth, Troy, I think partisanship means less than it ever has before. So, yes, it is true that Tulsi Gabbard is a former Democrat. She's actually a former vice chairman of the Democratic Party. Uh, today, she's an independent. She would argue that she didn't leave the Democratic Party. The Democratic Party left her with its leftward lurch towards progressive Marxism. But when it comes to the key issues, particularly the war and peace issues, uh, she's simpatico with Donald Trump. When it comes to the right to life, she is simpatico with Donald Trump. Uh, when it comes to the role of NATO, uh, she has defended the comments of 
Donald Trump. Yet, uh, given her background, a lieutenant colonel in the U.S. Army Reserve, uh, an Iraq uh, war combat veteran, a championship surfer, uh, a woman who's demonstrated her medal on the debate stage, uh, I find it as an intriguing idea. Uh, I, I need to know more about her, uh, but I, I think that people in politics uh, who don't change when the facts change. In fact, any person who doesn't revise their views when they get new information, uh, I feel sorry for that person. For, I got a lot of people say, well, she was a Democrat or she is a Democrat. Folks, Ronald Reagan was a Democrat. Ronald Reagan was an extremely liberal Democrat. Uh, but over time, uh, when he saw the the functions of government destroying personal initiative and personal freedom, he became not only a conservative, but one of the most effective conservatives in American history. I, I, I'm impressed with Tulsi Gabbard. First of all, she's a fighter. But secondarily, and I think this is very important, uh, in selecting a vice president, uh, when, after you meet the other criteria we discussed, qualifications, experience, judgment, temperament, uh, and so on, uh, and we look at the criteria uh, that they're committed to your agenda, Tulsi Gabbard would take on the war machine, uh, probably the single most important issue in the country. She would seal our border, another issue where she agrees with Donald Trump. I think she could be counted on to pursue the non-globalist uh, agenda. But beyond that, you want a candidate uh, who is sure-footed. In other words, what you don't want is someone, because they've never been on the big stage, uh, who doesn't understand that there's a big, big, big difference between running for governor of South Dakota, let's say, and running for vice president of the United States. Candidates uh, running for governor in any state, but particularly a small state, get far less scrutiny uh, and are under far less pressure than a candidate for vice president. So what you don't want uh, is someone who goes out and immediately missteps, makes mistakes. Uh, that's why a candidate like Dr. Ben Carson, for whom I have a lot of respect, uh, is, uh, is someone who I think the president should consider simply as someone who has himself run for president and who knows today exactly how the fake news media, the corporate media, the jackals uh, at the three national uh, cable, uh, pardon me, the three national broadcast networks, the people uh, sadly now at the two major cable networks, uh, and those who work at every major news outlet, every major legacy news outlet in the country, uh, are seeking to screw you. They're seeking to trip you up. They're seeking to give you gotcha questions, or they're digging for something in your background that they can use to embarrass you. So people who have already been under the microscope because they already ran for president, uh, I think make stronger candidates. Everybody knows Dr. Ben Carson is a, a Christian and a man of great personal integrity. Everyone knows that Tulsi Gabbard uh, is uh, an American hero who served her country with distinction. Uh, she, believe me, uh, Kamala Harris's people, all those candidates running for president uh, for the Democratic nomination, they thoroughly investigated Tulsi Gabbard because if there was any dirt on her, they would have used it. Why? Well, because she was the one candidate for president in the nomination for the Democratic Party, who didn't buy into their insane Russia, Russia, Russia mania, which if you haven't looked is back again. We're back to it again. If you're opposed to shipping another $95 billion to Ukraine, where a lot of it, as we know definitively, will be stolen, uh, if you doubt the success of the Ukrainian war effort, well, that means you're a stooge for Vladimir Putin. Uh, Tucker Carlson's, a, he's an agent of Putin. 
Tulsi Gabbard, he's a, she's a Russian bot. Roger Stone is a Russian spy. It's name-calling. It is baseless. Uh, pardon me if I think we should take care of the homeless veterans in the United States and address the issues on our own southern border before we worry about the sanctity of the Ukrainian border. And I say it yet again. If we were not pushing Ukraine into NATO in violation of at least two treaties and agreements that we have signed with the Russians, uh, there would be no war on in, in, in Ukraine. There would be no Russian-Ukrainian conflict. This idea, pushed relentlessly by the neocons, spouted by Chuck Schumer the other day, that uh, Vladimir Putin and the Russians want to gobble up Ukraine and then the rest of Europe. They'll invade Poland. They'll invade Germany. They'll ultimately want to take control of, of France. That is a phony narrative. Uh, and if they were to do so, we would have an obligation and should have to defend those nations as members of NATO. Uh, I'm not in favor of cashing in our membership in NATO, but I am in favor of the, our partners paying their fair share for their own defense, which only happened under President Donald Trump. So, yes, I'm intrigued by the idea of Tulsi Gabbard. I think it's very, very interesting. Uh, only one person is going to make this decision, Troy, uh, and I'm confident that he will make the right decision. But he's a showman. He understands it's one of the great, great news stories of all time. I don't get the impression that he's in any hurry. He doesn't have to name his running mate today. He doesn't need to do it before the South Carolina primary, which he's going to win going away. Uh, I think he wins by at least 20 points, perhaps more, uh, in Nikki Haley's home state. So uh, the idea uh, that, uh, that uh, uh, he needs to make a decision today well, that's just wrong. Anyway, we are out of time. Uh, I want to thank our guests, uh, Danny Williams, the uh, biological son of Bill Clinton, uh, documentary filmmaker Joel Gilbert, and my co-host, Troy Smith, for being with us in the Stone Zone today. Until tomorrow, God bless you and Godspeed. <laughs>